0: Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app, made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today. Join Monorail. All right, everybody, it's St. Patrick's Day, hence the Irish music. I have a special affection for the day. It's the day I met my wife, St. Patrick's Day. I met her at a speech that I gave. She was pushed by her friend to ask me a question at the very end of my when my speech ended, and people lined up for selfies and c- comments and autograph books and, and whatever happens at the end of a speech. And thank God she had a question. It turned out to be a very tough one. She had been getting my uh, Bible tapes, though at the time not Jewish. A vast majority, I guess, of the people who get my Torah teachings are not Jewish because the vast majority of the country is not Jewish. Uh, my, my view has always been either the Torah has something to say to everybody or it has nothing to say to Jews. The idea that the book would only speak to Jews is, uh, is to me actually an insult to the book, uh, that is the Torah, the first five books and, uh, renders it a, a little absurd. It would be like saying vitamin C is only good for Presbyterians. Well, if it's good for Presbyterians, it's good for everybody. Okay, so listen to the Minnesota Lieutenant Governor, Peggy Flanagan, talking about children children who say they are members of the opposite, se- they are really the opposite sex. Your 10-year-old girl says to you, might even be younger, and obviously might be older, says, uh, Mom, Dad, I, I am a boy. What should you do? Here is the advice of uh, another destructive woman in our society, the lieutenant governor of Minnesota. Can we get the uh, lieutenant governor?
1: Because let's be clear this is life affirming and life saving health
2: care.
0: Right. So hold on there. Hold on. Hold on, please. This is the lieutenant governor of Minnesota saying it is life-affirming and life-saving health care to give hormone blockers uh, to, uh, to remember, prepubescence, because once you're in puberty, it's it's much tougher to do. So if you give a a 10-year-old hormone blockers because she says she's a boy, it's life-affirming. These are the sick women who dominate this field. A lot of men follow it, too, but it is an overwhelmingly female uh, proposition, and she is one of them. The damage that uh, all of these people are doing to children is incalculable. We live in a sick, sick age. Uh, the the majority of Minnesotans, even Democrats, do not agree with what they're doing to children, and yet they keep voting Democrat. It is, it is actually, I would say this, if you don't agree with what is being done to children uh, with regard to sex change operations and the like, and the hormone blockers, if, if you don't agree and vote Democrat, you're actually morally inferior to the person who believes in it and votes Democrat. You know you're voting for evil and will still do so. Continue, please.
1: When our children tell us who they are, it is our job as grown-ups to listen and to believe them.
0: What does that even mean? What does that mean, when our children tell us who who they are? I mean, to give a a slightly wacky example, uh, my son, when he was about five, said he was Superman and wanted to jump out a window. I give you my word. And should I have listened to who he was? And no, you're not Superman. Your five-year-old tells you that he is a girl and you listen and say, yes, of course you're a girl. What the hell do I know? I'm 40. I'm 35. I'm 50. What do I know? You know much better than I know. And that's the definition of a good parent to the left and the the governor, lieutenant governor of the state of Minnesota. You don't know better. Your child knows better. What the hell does the child need you for? If your child knows better about something as existentially significant as whether or not he or she is a boy or a girl, what is your role as a parent? To say, yes, darling, you are a boy. Of course you are. I want you to imagine for a moment... If the adults in America, the doctors, the therapists, were actually adults and not the grown-up children that most of them are, when you see a therapist in the United States of America, in most cases, not all by any means, you are seeing a child, and they, they think like children, and that thinking like a child is a very, very big part of what leftism is about. So the child doesn't get guidance from you. But I want you to imagine if all adults actually said the following to a 10-year-old. A girl says she's a boy, and every therapist says, No, you can't be a boy. There's no such thing. You can't be a squirrel. You can't be an extraterrestrial. You can't be two people. What if some what if your child has multi multiple personality disorder? Do you affirm yes, you really are? By the way, I had a wonderful human being. Uh, I, I know something about multiple personality disorder, where the individual was uh, uh, I don't re- I don't remember uh, about six different people, but truly was six different people. It was a woman, and when she came to work. She was, whatever her name was, I don't recall it now, she explained all this to me, and needless to say, my heart broke for her, as well as I. it was endlessly fascinating. When she went home to her partner, who was a woman, she actually was a baby, and she entered a crib. And she was truly a baby. But at work, she was a perfectly accurate worker. And I asked her, how does that happen? Why don't you come to work as a baby? And she said, because all of us got together, the six personalities or whatever number it was, and we agreed we needed money. We we needed to make a living. So one of us comes to work and that's the one you know. So if your child says that I am three people and that exists, do you say, of course you are? What is the role of the parent if it's just, of course you are? By the way, this is the genesis of leftism in the United States outside of ideology. It is the, the pampering of children from, the, uh, from post-World War II till today. You are the center of life. We live for you. Y- you don't have to take us seriously. We have to take you seriously. And the Lieutenant Governor of Minnesota is a perfect example of that. Your daughter says she's a boy. She's a boy. End of issue. But imagine a, 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 a good world, not the sick one created by the, the left, the woke, whatever term you wish to use. Imagine a healthy world where every adult in that child's life said, no, I don't know where you got that idea from, maybe at school, maybe on the internet social media but you know what you're a girl that's the way it is it is a biological fact if you feel you are a boy you are still a girl and you need to work that out darling or my dear dear daughter you need to work that out and we're gonna bring you to a therapist who's gonna help you work through this we are not going to play around with your body permanently and, and affect you in ways that, that only God knows. It is amazing the, the people who dismiss the, uh, the after effects of hormone blockers as if, it, as if it's taking an aspirin. This is the sick world of the Democratic Party. And though the majority of Minnesotans know that we are abusing children, in the name of loving them, they will still vote Democrat. There is nothing that Democrats can do to hurt this country that would cause a significant number of Democrats to vote Republican. They don't vote Democrat because the Democrats are good. They vote Democrat because the Democrats are not Republican.
2: Every day when I pass a mirror, I still can't believe it. It's me! I'm looking back at myself. I never thought I'd be this fit again. But 42 pounds ago, I decided to take control of my health. And with the help of my PhD, weight loss and nutrition, I'm so glad I did. The program is simple. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team customize a plan for your body to make it simple. They even provide 80% of your food at no additional cost. They treat your entire person as one. Dr. Ashley believes that all change starts with the mind. She'll help you to change your behavior when it comes to food and think differently about food so you'll never gain the weight back. Give them a call right now at 864-644-1900 and they can answer all your questions. If I can do it, you can do it.
0: Dennis Prager here, you know why they oppose, or let's put it this way, they insist that biological males compete against women in sports? There's a reason. A, they don't care about the girls or the women, obviously, that that's a given. But the reason is they realize that if that's not allowed then in fact a boy has not become a girl so they fight tooth and nail to ruin female sports to harm girls who have to compete against them now even in powerlifting, that's right lifting biological male says he's a girl says he's a female and he can compete he she can compete z by the way the washington post now uses z just for the record there is no limit to the destruction of the left of, of the norms of the good moral norms of society there is none and if you advocate for them like amy wack professor of law at university of pennsylvania they work to even fire you even if you even though she has ten, tenure tenure the the woman argued a few years ago, I covered it, I had her on the show, in an article in the Philadelphia Inquirer that good middle-class American values were, were worth sustaining and advocating. Basically, finish high school, get a job, get married, and only have children after you're married. And she was hated, hated, hated by hundreds of her colleagues at the University of Pennsylvania faculty hated they hate her for advocating what if it if it's good the left hates you but does it matter they have this world of make-believe evil and it works like the lieutenant governor so you have to believe whatever your child tells you that's what she said all right so you believe it and and then what okay you're 7 years old, you're a girl, and you say you're a boy. You're a boy. That's correct. I won't tell you you're a girl because the Lieutenant Governor of Minnesota has told me that I have to listen to you. So, okay, you are you are in fact a boy. And now what does the Lieutenant Governor suggest? That we give hormone blockers? That at 17, 18, a healthy girl's breasts are cut off? Is that what she, she I want I want to know the upshot of let's listen to our children. That uh, Do you believe that uh, biological males should be able to compete in, in uh, powerlifting or or any other sport with biological girls? Do you believe that biological men should be in locker rooms with girls if they say that they are a female and they have uh, male genitalia and they expose it? So remember, in, in Minnesota... According to the Democratic Party, there and anywhere for that matter, uh, here is the here is the deal: if you if a man exposes his genitals to a girl, or oh, sir, and even a woman, but even a girl, he is arrested. But if he says he's a girl, he is protected by the law, and you who complain about it, if not arrested, you just might well be, as it happened at at the YMCA in some city that I reported recently, thrown out of the YMCA, Young Men's Christian Association. Wow, we have truly deteriorated. The speed is, uh, is quite remarkable. Dr. Rachel Levine says, changing kids' genders will soon be fully embraced. Wheels will turn on this. Gender-affirming care for minors has the highest support of the Biden administration. Most vile administration in American presidential history. Yes, Levine praised the she uh, she is a trans female. Male who said she's a female. Levine praised the gender-affirming care at the Pediatric Grand Rounds Session at Connecticut Children's Medical Center in Hartford. It's so uh, so horrible for me to think that when I hear Children's Hospital now, I think that a, a, a real percentage of its doctors are destructive morons. It, it, you, know, you know how bad that is? In some ways, I I thank God I don't have young children now, but I have grandchildren. But, of course, my grandchildren live in Florida. They're protected. If your children live in Connecticut, they're not protected. The state hurts your children in Connecticut. Levine said, gender-affirming care for minors had the highest support of the Biden administration. I'm a positive and optimistic person, and I choose to be positive, optimistic. The wheels will turn on this. Dr. Stanley Goldfarb of Do No Harm organization, you should be aware of Do No Harm, a national association of medical professionals that combats woke activism in the healthcare system, told Fox News Digital, that there is, quote, no good evidence that children treated with gender-altering hormones or puberty blockers improved mental health assessments. That's that's pretty important. A recent study from the University of Washington, he said, showed that there was absolutely no change in the psychological well-being of children with gender dysphoria treated with these medications. There can be irrevocable harm being done to children by those pushing for these radical, ideologically-driven treatments. Representative Andy Harris, a member of the House Doctors' Caucus, co-chair of the Pro-Life Caucus, said, It's reprehensible for a government official, let alone the assistant U.S. Secretary of HHS, to promote the genital mutilation of minors as becoming a standard practice in the U.S. Well, at the very least, they can't do it. They can't. Democrats can no longer condemn the millions of Muslims who generally mutilate daughters as a procedure called clitoridectomy. We return. My friends, a food shortage could be coming. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's true. So survival food is important. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling For Patriots survival food kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good-for-25-years super survival food. Hand-packed right in a family-owned facility in the USA, giving jobs to over 200 Americans. The kits are compact, sturdy, water-resistant, and stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. Right now, you can go to 4Patriots. That's the number 4. 4Patriots.com. Use the code Prager to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. You get their famous year-long guarantee after your order and free shipping on orders over $97. Just go to 4Patriots.com to get 10% off with the code Prager for the number 4, Patriots.com, code Prager. Okay, everybody, a happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Everybody's Irish today. Dennis O. Prager my original name. I don't know why they dropped the O. I liked it. Oh, Prager. He's here. This country has experimented more than any other country in the history of the world, with multinational, multiethnic, multireligious people, and it could have worked, but the left ruined it because they said that that was important, more important than anything else about you as a human or as an American. If e pluribus unum had worked, the melting pot had still been believed in, as it was when I was a child there would have been a, a a magnificent, magnificent experiment in unifying people not on race but on values. But the left does not do that. They unify people by race because the greatest racism in America today is from the left. Black dorms, black graduation exercises... Black. What? What is the? I want to. Re, I want to read to you something. By the way, I. I, I hate looking it up in real time, but uh, it is a live show. And let's uh, see. United Airlines pilots, women, and black. Let's see what what comes up here. Uh, let's see. Well, the what came up was what I had actually uh, said to you when when it was originally announced. and they now it's now it's now being pursued actually. So they said that fifty uh, percent of new pilots hired will be women or minorities, to reflect passenger diversity. Now isn't that important? That's isn't that the thing you want most in your pilot, diversity? I want to look like my pilot I told you they're children the, this is such the childishness of that idea you want to look like your pilot why Wow well, United Airlines another woke organization it's 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 a very sad uh, fact of life but but this is playing with lives I don't want pilots to be chosen where race or sex is even considered. I only want an excellent pilot. It is inconceivable to me that there will not be more flight accidents as a result of the United Airlines policy. It is inconceivable. They are not taking the best. They are acknowledging they're not taking the best. Now, the best may well be a female, may well be a black. That's a given. But that's not how they choose. Yep, our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board our planes every day. Really? Really? Who thinks that way? Does the majority of Americans think that way? If any of these woke ideas, these society destroying ideas were actually put up to a vote what would happen wow united airlines attempted to clarify their plans in a follow-up statement all the highly qualified candidates we accept into the academy regardless of race or sex will have met or exceeded the standards we set for admittance well that you can't have so so in other words what what then what does your announcement mean will you take the best or they all tied for a best and then you will take fifty percent male excuse me, blacks and, and female. Is that is that what United Airlines is telling us? Hmm. All right. This is uh this is quite uh quite an extraordinary thing. Talk talking about this is a uh part of the destruction of the society New York State lowers minimum scores for student proficiency how is that yes the change will see the proficiency threshold in tests known as the cut score reduced reduced to ensure more students appear to be in good academic form yes there's learning loss between 2019 2022 but in some ways we don't want to keep going backwards what does that even mean That was one of the spokespeople. I was against lockdowns. Just remember that. Teachers' unions were for them. Yes, it is. It's the Happiness Hour on The Dennis Prager Show every Friday since 1999. one that I've been on, which is about 48 times a year, we, he do. we do the happiness hour, you know, happy people make the world better and the unhappy make it worse, we have a moral obligation to act it even if we don't feel it, and pursue happiness, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, what a beautiful trio in the Declaration of Independence of the United States of America. Well, I have a thought-provoking topic for today's Happiness Hour. In general, would you say that going to a psychotherapist, psychologist or psychiatrist today, or for that matter, marital therapist, would you say that in general it is helpful? What was your experience? Was it helpful? So, in this instance, I'm not only going to be taking your responses, I'm going to offer you my thesis at the outset. I think most therapists hurt people in terms of their psychological health. Some have, uh, well, I'll put it this way. One-third hurt people, one-third do no good, and one-third do good. That's a lifetime of, and by the way, I went to a... uh, a, a psychotherapist many many years ago i wanted to resolve some issues and i thought it was very helpful just for the record so this is not based on anything personal neither based on not having ever gone and not based on not being helped it wasn't a long uh, a long period of time but it was he was a great man and I thought that he helped me with real insights. And one of the reasons I believed it at the time was he caused me pain. If all you do is feel good at a therapist, the odds are you're not being helped. So that's the question on the table. Do you agree with my one third, one third, one third? And I'll even go further. I'll tell you why I think many of them do no good. Two thirds do no good, one third do harm one eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. That's my theory on the one third, one third, one third. Problem is how do you know (laughs) going in, which third are you getting? It uh Oh well I mean I I I can tell you stories in this regard that are painful from what I have heard from people intimately involved in my life. Why do I think that so many do no good or do harm, two-thirds either harm or do no good? Well the overriding reason is they don't tell you that you Need to battle with you. That whatever your problems in life, you still have to battle you. Yesterday, I had a Prager You young woman. Well, I forgot her age. Was it 32? A spectacular young woman. 32, thank you. And she had a really, really difficult upbringing. Her father was absent, and what was the the mother issue? Mother was in prison, yes. The mother was in prison. It was a bad combination. No dad around, and a mother in prison, raised by a grandmother. And she is now, she is... She seems to be an embodiment of health and joy, not bubbly joy, just real, a deep, a deep joy of the soul. And she said that the the biggest uh, change in her took place when she realized that she was her biggest problem. If a therapist does not teach you that you're your biggest problem, then you can't get help. You can't be helped. So, of course, there are exceptions. I mean, obviously, if you're in a situation where you're you're being molested by an uncle, uh, you have to get out of that. That uh, is clearly a big problem, a horrible problem indeed. But in general, if you are not taught that you are the issue in your life, your therapist is very possibly doing you harm. uh, A lot of them lead from their heart, not from their mind. I'll give you an example. I know a couple, one of whose uh, adult children, he's about 40, does not speak to them. uh, The reasons, to the best of my knowledge, uh, are invalid. Let's put it that way. And... They went to the parents, and the adult child went to a therapist, and the parents, who tend liberal, by the way, uh, told me that all she did, the therapist, was side with the anger of the son. That's it. And and he hasn't talked to them for years. The offenses uh, are trivial, in my opinion. And the other children are are quite, uh, quite attached to the parents. But the therapist was on the side of the child who doesn't talk to the parents, as I would have expected. Especially since the therapist and all of them live in a rather progressive area. And I'm sure she was of progressive thought, the therapist. So that is my thesis. What is yours? What is your experience with yourself or a child, for example? I think that uh, that is why the 12-step program is so terrific, so much better than so many therapists. First of all, it tells you the chances of your getting better without belief in a higher power are minimal. And God, is that true? Secularism is the root of all our ills. the hopeless, meaningless ideology only only as I point out frequently and it's irrefutable. only secular people say men give birth. There are secular people who deny it, but only secular people say it the that we live in the age of of Radical foolishness, of exponentially increasing foolishness. First generations in history to grow up godless and know and and the educated think that's great. Right, what people have needed for all of human history in every culture, we don't need. All right, you see, you see the uh, results daily. So how do you know what therapist to choose? That I did, I think, I, I think many years ago I did cover that subject. No, I'm not certain, but I think so. And I remember what I said. I said, if if after four sessions, I'm just picking a random number, but after a certain number of sessions, you still blame others for all your problems, get rid of that therapist. That's how I would uh, I would put it. There are exceptions to every rule. I'm sure there are exceptions to that rule, but overwhelmingly, that is the case. One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. And uh, let's go to Jeff in Colorado Springs. Hello, Jeff.
3: Hello, Dennis. Uh, my wife and I were working overseas and we were under a lot of pressure our marriage was in trouble we came back to the u.s for help and i discovered that my expectations were killing my wife my unrealistic expectations and largely because i didn't know how to listen to her um and so we had a wonderful therapist who sat me down <laughs> and said, uh, "You're expecting super lady, and
4: she's just a human." All
3: right, stay
0: uh, on with me. I'm very curious to know what you expected and what the listening issue was about. Happiness Hour, Dennis Prager Show. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with my pillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener's Square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. This is the Happiness Hour on the Dennis Prager Show. And the subject today is, does psychotherapy help? And my, my own belief is, one-third of the time it, it neither helps nor hurts, one-third of the time it damages, and one-third of the time it helps. And I, I got that from therapists that I respect whom I've had on my show. I've asked them all the same question, what percentage of your colleagues in psychiatry or psychology are competent? And it it is never more than a third, sometimes they say a quarter, which is not uh, a knock on, well it is a knock on these people obviously, but I'm not saying it to knock them. I, I, I would say that that's probably true in many professions, except sports, because sports we have objective excellence. One third of baseball players are not incompetent. Uh, they wouldn't be playing. So, the the question on the table is: What has been? Your, what's your view and your experience? So, Jeff in Colorado says that he had issues. He's back on, and you had issues with your wife, and you had a, a wonderful marital therapist who taught you two things. One, you need to listen when when she talks, and second, that you had unrealistic expectations of her. Do, am I summarizing you accurately? Uh, yes, very much. Well, shows that I um, listen. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah. Give me an example yes. of a, an unrealistic expectation you had of her.
3: Well, I thought she should be... Uh, super teacher, super mom, super wife, super lover, uh just all these things should be, you know, outstanding. Um and then when things got hard and she wasn't outstanding, I just I think I even got more demanding. And I because I couldn't listen, because I was more or less self absorbed and, and worried about what I wanted, what my needs were I was not very good at um having realistic mm-hmm. expectations for her. How long how long Christian ago my was,
0: how long ago was this? That was nineteen ninety five. Oh, so it's a while. And, and the marriage has been pretty good since then. Outstanding, yes. that, that that's terrific. Uh, what did you say about being Christian?
3: Well, I'm a Christian and the therapist was a Christian. And she helped me zero in on selfishness and how that selfishness led to unrealistic expectations. Um, And selfishness also hindered my listening. Mm -hmm.
0: Was your wife uh, in any way uh, responsible for the downturn in the marriage, or was it really overwhelmingly you?
3: Oh man, <laughs> seventy-five, twenty-five.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I, I, I was largely at fault. I think.
0: Did your wife? Did you? Did you? So you? Uh, so both of you changed, but you more than she. Yes. Well, thank you for calling. I'm very happy for you. I would say that in marital therapy, the batting average is quite similar: one third help couples, one third hurt couples, and one third. Do do neither. And by the way, uh, if a couple divorces after marital therapy, that does not is not a necessarily a knock on the therapist. Some therapists have an attitude, and I think it's accurate actually. If they can't help you have a good marriage, they they can perhaps help you have a good divorce. And I would like to restate something i have not stated in a while but i used to say more often it is not divorce that hurts children it is what happens after the divorce not not that in an ideal world no child would go through a parental divorce obviously but we don't live in an ideal world okay let's go to Kathy in Philadelphia hello hi dennis hi
5: Hi, I wanted to share my story. Um, I realized after listening to this topic on your show for several times that I was incredibly lucky to find an excellent therapist who, uh, and the reason I say, it is, say that is because, and after I told her my story a few times, uh, she said, yes, none of it is your fault. It is your responsibility, though. And... You know that just takes me, took me, and takes everyone. I think right out of the victim position.
0: That's right. Also, that, oh, you and I are in total agreement. She I did total what agreement. right. If you if you leave your your therapist after, I don't know, a couple of months, and you're still the victim, that's your perception of yourself, and they cultivate it. Uh, they're not a good therapist.
5: Well, how can you ever get well if you? You can't. You think you're, that is exactly, yeah, exactly you can't. And well, one thing about yep. her too, I, I want to say that uh, she told me that she herself had gone through therapy because she thought it was essential to know her own, uh-huh. uh, you know, right. neurosis backward and forward before uh-huh. she ever tried to help somebody Well, else. that is so true. I, I was just, yeah, I was very lucky.
0: You yeah. were indeed. There's a lot of luck in life, my friends. Religious people often find that difficult to hear. I am religious, and part of being religious is a commitment to truth. The truth is, there's a lot of luck in life. The only alternative explanation, if you're religious, is that everything that happens to you, God has engineered. But then we're robots, and that flies in the face of the entire biblical supposition that we are free to choose I have put before you today life and death and you shall choose life one of the great lines in Deuteronomy read it in my commentary on Deuteronomy called the rational Bible all right and let's see here Anne in Erie Pennsylvania hello mm-hmm. Anne of Erie
1: hi my daughter had a great counselor, but she moved out of town and she wanted a quick fix for her weight. She didn't want to just eat right and exercise. So the doctor gave her drugs and then she claimed she had all this anxiety. So the doctor gave her more drugs. And the next thing I know, she calls me and she's angry because I wouldn't give her her college money and yelled at me and hasn't talked to me in a year and a half so her old counselor thinks it's because the new one must be woke or something um you know she's she likes to be the victim and i told her um that right it's back
0: to that it's back to that does your therapist cultivate victimhood in you then they're damaging you i'm sorry i'm really sorry but you have to be strong 1-8 1-8 Prager, seven seven six. The
2: Dennis Prager Show. We're
1: going for those in the night. I want to love you, feel you, wrap
0: myself around you. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. By the way, I will be getting the uh, my Pillow 2.0 I love the original one. Just for the record, promo code is Prager. Hmm. So the, the Happiness Hour topic is therapy. My my belief is that one-third of therapists do harm, one-third of therapists do good, and one-third of therapists do neither. Psychiatrists, psychologists, and marital therapists, whatever the psychotherapy group. When I think of successful programs like 12-step, they have an ingredient, 12-step. They have two ingredients that are not normative in, in psychotherapy in the United States probably for the last half century at least and that is that in the 12 step programs they they are dependent upon a higher power for you to help yourself and they are the antithesis of your thinking of yourself as a victim you even though they say that alcoholism and other addictions are diseases, they still say you are in charge. You are not a victim. So if uh, if your therapist has not advocated, and your therapist could be an atheist and, and advocate it, I know a secular psychiatrist who is adamant Uh, about the efficacy of religion in helping people. So it is possible. But if if your therapist says nothing about meaning slash religion and cultivates your victimhood status, you are being hurt. You're certainly not being helped. Okay, let's see. Got uh, all sorts of different takes on this, and that's good. That's that's what I that's what I want. Daytona Beach, Florida. Nancy. Hello.
6: Hi, Dennis. Hi. I was married for sixteen years to a very abusive man. We are both Christians. Ironically, he insisted that we go to therapy. Our entire marriage, we had many, many therapists. I think that he was looking for someone to um, hold, to blame me so that he could say, see, I told you it's all your fault. But he never found that, and um, he didn't listen to anything the therapist said. And what, one thing my therap- our therapist didn't know was that he was screaming at me all the way to the appointment and all the way home. For numerous things, and um, it was, I found them quite ineffective. Hmm.
0: Did you mention the next time you saw the therapist, he screamed at me the whole way home?
6: Not in front of my husband. Why? Because he would, because I would be opening myself up for abuse. I still when had you, to live with
0: him. I, I, I'm curious. Did you did I hear you correctly and and this isn't is an, not I'm not making a point here. I'm just clarifying. Did I hear you correctly? You said you were married to a wonderful man?
6: No, an abusive man.
0: Okay. I am glad I clarified that. <laughs> why why did crazy. you so uh, was it because you were a Christian that you didn't want to divorce?
6: We had uh, several children, and I it just would break my heart. I didn't know what I would do. I don't how would I support these kids
0: and what so what did happen?
6: Um, the kids were he was starting to um, uh, manipulate the children against me.
0: Oh that's that's and, uh, he, he's just lost all my sympathy the parent who poisons children against the other parent uh is uh is gonna have to face god's wrath or god right. or god is yeah. good right well ha- ha- so ha- how are they how are they now
6: the boys are a mess the girls are okay mm. nobody's i'm not i, I mean my oldest all was- right
0: all right i gotta take a break i'm sorry I'm really, really sorry. On a
5: wonderful day like today.
0: So the uh, issue today on the Happiness Hour is psychotherapy. Psychologists, uh, psychotherapists in general, uh, psychiatrists, psychoanalysts, which is a different story entirely in some ways. I mean, when you look at what the American Psychological Association and American Psychiatric Association have come out with, the truly absurd and society-stupid positions, uh, it's not odd that I would think that two-thirds of therapists don't help anybody, that one-third hurt, one-third do no harm or good, and one-third do good. After all, it's psychiatrists who make up the American Psychiatric Association. If you if you walk if you walk around thinking you're a victim after a certain period of time with your therapist, and the meaning issue has not been addressed, which in twelve step programs, the ones that work, uh, it is always rooted in a higher power. Then I don't know how you're going to get better. Uh, Chicago and Denise. Hello, Denise.
1: Hi, Dennis. How are you?
0: I was supposed to be a Denise. My father wanted a girl, oh. and I came out a boy in the days when they <laughs> thought you actually came out a certain sex. And so uh, I right, said, exactly. all right, we'll call him Dennis.
1: <laughs> well, it's a good
0: name. Yeah, I'm um, good.
1: uh, just a couple things. First of all, um, I just want to say I don't believe in luck. Uh, but I'm also not a robot. so um, when you said that, I kind of thought, well, I just I just want to say that. Um,
0: well, honestly, it would be it would be a, was a, a was fun that, discussion to have because I, I don't know if God determines everything that happens to you. I don't know why you're not a robot.
1: Well, I think everything is ordained providentially by him. Right,
0: okay, fine. I, I, I don't that, I, 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 So do you hold murderers responsible? Absolutely. But, I think we wait. are
1: responsible. We have free will. But I think when we uh when we ask him for help, he will help us. We have to discern it in a in a proper in a proper way. Okay, all right. Look, it's it. a fun we discussion, a discussion. But, but
0: let's talk about therapy.
1: Yeah. So I went to a therapist for a few years. Um I wound up getting a divorce in the end. Um but I talked to, I'm a I'm Catholic, I'm a Roman Catholic. I talked to my uh, priest, a couple of different priests throughout the years uh, about my marriage. Uh, they suggested that I uh, go to therapy and suggested a, a Catholic therapist. So um, I think that if you're going to go to therapy and you are religious, you're practicing your faith, it's a good thing to, to, to go to a therapist and... Um, that under first of all, that understands that if you can't find one that is of your of your own, you know, cut from the same cloth, so to speak, because the secular world, like you just said, with these therapists now, uh, the uh, the gender nonsense and you know all the rest of it, you need to be able to talk to somebody who who can guide you on the path of your faith.
0: And I agree with you. I thank you. Uh, we don't agree on the luck, but we certainly agree on this one. Uh, I have a close friend who is a psychiatrist, and he is a God-centered Jew, and he has a lot of Christian uh, patients, And uh, he is so helpful to them, and they know that. And just like, by the way, I think a Jew can go to a... Uh, God-centered non-Jew, and have uh, good therapy. If your therapist is tone deaf to the role of God in a person's life, they may have great, great intentions, and and they may even help. Uh, I will say that it could it could happen. I wouldn't rule out every secular therapist if I were religious, and I am religious. I wouldn't rule out every secular therapist. But if I if I didn't know that the person was really competent uh, on a toss of the dice I would go to a God centered therapist. They'll know what I'm talking about at least. Okay, and let's see, the sobriety issue is a different one. And let's see here. Hmm. Tough to choose what to do, but here we go. Oh, is a therapist. David in Manhattan. Hello. Yeah, I'd
7: like to say that I found out the hard way that if you don't pay the therapist with your own money, you're taking a real risk.
0: End Wait, I'm sorry. You, uh, I, I, you're not a therapist, correct? No, I'm not. Okay, sorry. I I, I misread uh, the, uh, the summary of your call. Go ahead. So if you don't pay well, with your own money, you're in trouble. Why is that? Well, if there's a third party paying, say a parent or someone
7: else, they're going to want to know how the therapy is going, and uh, the therapist may talk to that person, and so then the privacy issue is 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 taken over, and it's not really therapy if it's not private.
0: Well, it it doesn't matter who's paying. I mean, the privacy issue is supposed to be sacrosanct. Uh, oh, it, well, it, what
7: about? But what about if somebody? in therapy says they're thinking of killing themselves.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I I don't know the, the... I know that that breaks the silence rule. I don't know who they tell that to. Maybe the authorities. But that's a separate issue, I think. Did you know that close to 90% of pharmaceuticals in the U.S. are produced outside of the U.S.? So what happens when the next global crisis strikes? Countries clamp down on exports, they stockpile, the prices of drugs rise, and the pharmaceutical shelves in America are empty. That's where the Wellness Company can help. The Wellness Company's medical emergency kit holds eight life-saving medications that every American should keep in his or her home. If you have Tylenol, you should have this kit. The kit contains antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics like amoxicillin, ivermectin, z and more. It also includes a 22-page guidebook with instructions on safe usage from benign tick bites to extreme bioterror events. Every scenario is covered. Head to twc.health. Prager and grab your medical emergency kit that's twc.health slash prager code prager to save 10 percent at checkout this is the emergency kit that you want to have on hand be safe be prepared and stay well kits are only available in the usa let dennis be dennis hi everybody this is the hour you set the agenda Whatever is on your mind about you, about me, about life, about death, and of course, fountain pens, cigars, audio equipment, photography equipment, and enjoy the music. Classical music. Huh. All right everybody, this is it. I I enjoy this. This is how my radio career began. People called in on anything. All 3 hours of my first shows. There's an argument for both types of show, but uh this is the hour. And let's take your calls. Okay. Uh f- that's a new city, fair play, Colorado, and Mark hello hi, Dennis. Hi. I just had a question
1: for you, mm-hmm. and will God be able to forget all the evil that's happened do you ever do you ever struggle with that? I know in Christianity,
7: they say that God is going to make all things new, and it's um.
0: I was just wondering what the difference between Christianity and Judaism when it comes to Well, I I don't quite follow—I don't know what you said. I don't know what that means, so I can't describe the difference. What does that mean, God will make all things—did you say anew? What what was the word you used?
5: Uh,
0: Well, God is going to make all things new. He's going to erase
7: all the tears, and I guess we're going to go to heaven. That's what the Christian believes.
0: Okay, so (laughs) let let, let me deal with that, because it's an important subject. With regard to many subjects, it's very hard to say the Christian or the Jewish belief. There are such things as normative Christian and normative Jewish belief, but very often, for example, I'll bet a lot of Christians think that... uh, hate the sin, love the sinner, is a biblical verse. And it it isn't. So it's like, my father said to me when I was very young, don't confuse Jews and Judaism. And I would say the same for any religion. Don't Don't confuse Christians and Christianity. Some truly know what their religion stands for and try to live it, and some don't, and many don't. Anyway, uh, I have no answer to any of those questions. I know the following. God is good and God is just, and therefore God judges people. What that means, I do not know. I can only say this. I would be an atheist if I believed that Hitler and Mother Teresa had the same fates. Okay? I, I would not only be an atheist... <laughs> To the extent that I even thought about God, I would be anti-God. I would really believe a bad God had made the universe, which would really, really be a source of sadness, if not depression, in my life. If I thought a bad God made the universe. But if, in, if indeed the evil and the good have the same fate, uh, then uh, a bad God made the world. That's all I know. The rest of my religious life, and it is an intensely religious life, wouldn't be writing for 10 years a Bible commentary on the first five books of the Bible if this were not the, the pillar of my life. But my life's religiosity is 99%. What does God want from me? That's it. That's my religious quest. That's my religious preoccupation. And I think other preoccupations are unworthy of you your and your religion. Okay, so I'll leave it at that. And let's move on. And I thank you. Uh, Irvine, California. David, hello. Hi, can you hear me? I can. Excellent. Um,
7: you mentioned in the previous hour that uh, there was a consensus that one third of psychotherapy is bad for patients
0: no that yes that's pill, right yeah that's right yeah mm-hmm.
7: if that was a pill the fDA would not approve it unless there was a way to tell who you at home that it would benefit you, well, right?
0: you, you can't measure you can't measure psychotherapy like you can measure a pill
7: well then um they should be I don't know I don't follow it
0: i well uh, how how would I'm you do serious. that how would you would you uh, would you take a poll of thousands of people yeah, who you, you, went you do uh,
7: randomized you you do the standard randomized uh, all right fine and,
0: okay so and a lot of people say it w- it wasn't helpful and then and yeah. then and then what
7: well okay you would you would measure something like marriage or divorce rates or unemployment or drug addiction you would
0: measure okay measure fine all right youth. let's say you did that and then what would you do would you ban those therapists like you would ban a drug i that's the interesting question. No, no, that, that isn't interesting because it's not not possible. <laughs> I don't find the impossible interesting.
7: <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you, you don't think that, so, like conversion therapy for homosexuals, right? Yeah, that's been outlawed in places, so they could certainly outlaw, um, you know, software speech based therapy, not not including psych- psychiatry, which is medical. But they could they could say that look. In one-third of people, you're harmed, and that's not an acceptable rate for a ther- any kind of therapy.
0: Yeah, uh, I, the, even I would be against that. I would be, ag- I would be against outlawing therapy because so much of it is a failure. I All I do is caveat emptor, buyer beware. Please understand, folks, that if you still think you're a victim after a few months of therapy, you're probably being hurt by an incompetent therapist that, that's that's so that's why I broadcast these things with a drug it's it, there's a there's a, an objective standard that is irrefutable you'd have a lot of people saying I'm sure anyway you would have a lot of people saying that the therapist that I think is hurting people is actually helping them the example I gave of the family that went for therapy The parents and the adult child who does not speak to the parents, and the parents told me they think it made things worse, I am sure that if you spoke to the son, he would say it was a great therapist. So anyway, an interesting thought. Uh, Let's go to Mountain View, uh, Arkansas, and David, hello. Hello.
4: Hello, sir. I'd like to talk about America as a melting pot. You you mentioned that in your previous hour. Yes. Yes. Um, the Immigration Act of 1790 um, says that American citizenship is for whites only. And I'm kind of paraphrasing. Uh, and also, you said that...
3: Uh, By the, the way, I, I'm not
0: familiar with that, so I can't say you're right or wrong, but if you're paraphrasing, it's a little dangerous. White... That there okay, okay. was that a national a national law that only whites can immigrate to the United States is that what you're telling me? Yes. Okay. All right. I I I, I most of the time people don't lie to me. I'll look it up. Okay. Go ahead. Sure. Great. And secondly, you said the
4: melting pot experiment could have worked if if we would have allowed something about you said common values. That's and right. And I would like. Okay. Fine. I'd like to say that common values. Um, do not necessarily, do not lead to a united society. The most important thing first, first off, you must have a population of compatible personalities, of compatible people. That comes first. How are you compatible
0: what, if you don't share values?
4: Well, by personality.
0: Okay, I don't find, I don't, I don't agree with you. i, okay, I well, let don't me give you an
4: example. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Okay, an example. okay. Um when, when, whites, when whites shop for homes, when they go home shopping, they shop in particular areas and they avoid other ones. Even, even if there were no crime in the world, they would still avoid certain areas. Why
0: is that? It's because of the differences in personality. Right. So I don't have that same view as you do. That's a very interesting. I, t- I, I live in a dead-end cul-de-sac. I have two neighbors, Arab and Korean. I like that. I believe in the melting pot. We all love America and we uh we share those values. I uh, I don't I'm not compatible with people who have nice personalities and who believe that uh that the United States is systemically racist or that the children should get uh, hormone blocking uh, drugs. Okay? Uh, i am I am truly uh values centered that's why I had no issue in adopting a child I don't give a damn about blood I don't give a damn about race I only care about values. <laughs> This is the hour you call in on whatever is on your mind. I'm Dennis Prager, and Tallahassee, Florida, and Tim. Hello, Tim.
4: Hey, Dennis. You um, are a big fan of Rick DeSantis. I oh, yeah. am. This week, he said it. This week, he said in Iowa that not only was it not in the U.S. interest to defend Ukraine, but he called it a border dispute. And you know that's Russian propaganda. You know you don't capture another country's capital and replace its government in a border dispute, in addition to all the war crimes that Russia's committed. I wanted to get your thoughts on what DeSantis said and whether or not that's a deal-breaker for you.
0: It's not a deal-breaker, and I believe that he, uh, if he became president, uh, he he would not uh, withdraw all support uh, for the Ukrainian government. Uh, what happened was, I didn't read the every word of it, I, I trust your summary, but I didn't read every word of it he uh, Tucker Carlson sent a, a question a few questions to all the Republican candidates for president on Ukraine, and more or less unanimously he reported they did not support uh, the uh, the the efforts to uh, support the Zelensky government. Interestingly, when he actually read the words of any of these people, I don't believe any one of them said that we should stop aiding the the government there. I think border dispute is a poor term. I agree. So let me make something clear. If I will only vote for candidates with whom I agree on every issue, I will vote for no one. So I don't expect to agree on every issue. The greatest threat to the United States of America, and I again, I, I strongly support supporting Ukraine, the greatest threat to the United States of America is the left in the United States of America. So if I have to choose someone who is strong on Ukraine and, on the other hand, supportive of the left versus someone who will... Try to undo the staggering, almost fatal damage of the left, and is weak on Ukraine. It is clear what, whom I would vote for. Life does not always offer me perfect choices. That would be an imperfect choice, but that is the choice I would make. Because if the left wins in America, there will be nobody left to aid the Ukraines of the world when the Chinas and the Russias and the North Koreas start gobbling up places. Okay, good. And Let's see. Tedafly, New Jersey, and Stan, hello. Yes, Dennis, thank you
4: for taking my
0: call. Uh, I have always felt that
4: one of the key things to life in general is humor, and uh, today I watched Victor Borgia uh, and the other day Red Skeleton and all the great comedians. And everyone used to laugh way back when, and everyone used to watch different shows, and everyone would be happy, and they would discuss who was funnier.
0: Yes, your point is well taken. In fact, uh, there is far more joy uh, among conservatives than uh, among people on the left, especially left. Liberals may have some joy. and. Uh, the laughter the only laughter i i really ever see on the left is at people not with people by the way it's red Skelton, not skeleton but just i'm a stickler for that stuff so forgive me that that's a big it's a big difference anyway they've they've abolished humor the late night shows in the united states in in the past wanted to give americans something to laugh with something lighthearted and now all the late night stuff is let me tell you how crappy america is and how evil trump is and how bad your future is with global warming it is they, they have the the war on humor is like the war on academic excellence and the war on children. Such it is. I was gonna make another comment on a previous call. Hold on one second here. Oh yes, the the caller who called in about people wanting to live with compatible personalities, and I said I, I choose values over personality. Uh, how do you know what group is going to have a compatible personality? The implication was that whites want to live with whites because of compatible personalities, which is uh, an interesting uh, thesis. Uh, I, I, to me, it's like it's it's a no brainer that I if if I, I if I could know the values of the people I was living with, the the color would be, would recede in importance totally. It's white liberals who are uh, destroying this country, uh, or white leftists to be precise. The overwhelming majority of your uh, teachers' unions' heads and and others are white. They're destroying uh, the schools of our country. Are they compatible personalities? Anyway, it was it was all by mind and I wanted to share that. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, Bill in La Cañada, California. Hello. Uh, hey, Dennis. Uh, speaking of white uh, leftists destroying
7: school districts, I told you about some woke sex ed documents a few months ago advertising uh, 12-year-olds to have safe sex in La Cañada School District. So... I, looked at, I sent photos of those documents to the school board member, and she claimed that all school do- documents are age-appropriate and that those documents just don't look familiar. So either the, the $300,000 school superintendent doesn't know what the teachers are teaching, or they're just lying, or they actually believe in this stuff, that there are seven genders, according to these documents, and that uh, most 13-year-olds don't know if they're boys or girls. It's just unbelievable. You can't do anything about this stuff.
0: S- send me, send me that. Uh, obviously, I, I, I care about it uh, for for obvious reasons to you and, and others. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this: La Canada is a uh, an affluent uh, area, ten minutes from where I'm broadcasting in Glendale, California, and it 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 was really a haven until the left started ruining its schools. It was known for its good schools. And then the left got in. left destroys everything it touches. If you know that, you know half of what you need to know about the world since the Russian Revolution in 1917. My favorite piece of jazz ever written. Take five. I must have heard it a hundred times, and I don't get tired of it. Okay, everybody, this is the hour you set the agenda. March is fundraising month for PragerU. It's a highlight every day that I speak, almost every day, to some young person affiliated with PragerU. We have 19,000 now. I thought it was 15. I learned differently. I was corrected. 19,000 members of Prager Force around the world high school and college age individuals, and I'm speaking now to Stan Alger. We have never met Hello? Stan. Is that correct? We never met?
8: No, not officially. This is, the, this is the first time that I believe we are officially meeting.
0: Well, it's a delight. So are you a member of Prager Forest?
8: Yes. Yes, I am. I've been a member since 2019.
0: And how old are you?
8: I am 20, almost 21.
0: You know, it always always cracks me up when I hear that. You will soon reach the age where you will not say almost.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I abandoned that a a while
0: ago, I have to say. (laughs) So what college are you going to? I'm
8: attending Loyola Marymount University. And it's it's actually it's not too far. It's not too far away. And it's in a it's in a pretty nice place.
0: Is it woke?
8: Actually, in comparison, it's hard because you need to compare it to the other universities that are in the area. It definitely has a woke presence. But I'll tell you, there is a significant and important conservative underground that has a very actually active voice and presence on campus, which I think is impressive. Why do you how do you explain that? When i first joined the chapter they had a college republicans chapter and actually the president of that chapter he was also the chairman of the state as well and they actually are also starting up with in league with that chapter a turning point usa presence as well on campus and then i would say the most important element that's helped preserve the conservative presence here is it's a jesuit community there's definitely very present Catholic values on campus, and there's always a a mass every Sunday, they're not shying away in teaching church history, they don't shy away in preserving those important beliefs, ideals, and, you know, they don't necessarily say, okay, the students have to follow these, but they do, they do encourage it, and they do have the students take at least one course that does help to preserve those values.
0: And how does the wokeness express itself?
8: There's always the social justice communities, there's always the student groups, and generally there is a small protest that goes on, maybe on one of the front lawns or outside of the school itself. Uh, At the same time, however, there's always generally a counter-protest. There was a pro-life protest, actually, that took place last fall uh, as well that was out front of the campus.
0: Has the transgender issue hit your campus?
8: Not as much, although I will say, actually, there was an article released by our school university last year that had a bit of an issue with the fact that there were now tampons inside the men's restroom, (laughs) which uh, did cause a bit of controversy.
0: So let me understand, a Catholic, nominally Catholic, Jesuit university has tampons in men's rooms?
8: I believe it is since removed but there was a period yes where that was the case
0: are you asked your preferred pronoun no all right so it, it doesn't sound like the left has completely taken over your college
8: no and it's it, I mean it's it's a fight we definitely need to keep fighting for it but right now we have a, we have a good fortify.
0: How, how is the male female social life on your campus do, do, do kids date or is that word uh, antiquated?
8: Oh, people date. People date. And actually, it's interesting. I've noticed in my generation, at least on campus, when it comes to the male and female couples, it's, they actually want to be committed. They actually want to go out on a date, try the waters, and then they, they want to stay loyal to each other. They don't, there's no really casual dating that takes place, at least from what I've seen which is kind of counterintuitive to what I've heard a lot that is going on in the country right now. But uh, I will say hookup culture is not really that prevalent on LMU's campus.
0: Wow. Sounds like a relatively healthy place compared to others. All right. When we come back, I'd like to uh, understand how a PragerU has touched your life. Back in a moment, Stan Alger is a Four student. He's at Marymount Loy- Loyola Marymount University.